What's up, everybody? It's Soren Baker. And on today's episode of Unique Access with Soren Baker, I talk with Nice and Smooth. Now, this episode is a little different because I'm calling it a best albums episode. And on the best albums, what I'm going to be doing is interviewing an artist about one of their favorite albums, something that they consider one of the best albums. So Nice and Smooth picked Tupac, a.k.a. Machiavelli's Donna Illuminati, The Seven Day Theory. Now, this is a very spirited conversation. And even though it's nice and smooth, it's really smooth B dominating the conversation because he's so passionate about this album, the Machiavelli album from Tupac. Uh, Greg Nice, who's normally the one you would imagine is much more animated and engaged and excited, he kind of plays the background and smooth B takes over and more or less goes crazy with his passion for this album, which I share with Smooth B and Greg Nice. They both love it, but Smooth B dominates. So without further ado, here we are. Nice and Smooth's best albums on Machiavelli, the Don Cluminati, the Seven Day Theory. Here, Unique Access with Soren Baker. What's up, everybody? It's Soren Baker here on Unique Access. And today yeah. for Best Albums, joined by Nice and Smooth. <sighs> yes, yes. yes. And uh, Smooth B in particular has selected yeah. Machiavelli. Yeah, man. 1996, Tupac. Woo. Oh my God! So, so smooth beat for you. Yes. What makes this the best album? To me, man, it was just—it was so much. It was so much element to that album, and then it was—it was like as if he was speaking from the afterlife. That's how I received it. You know what I'm saying? And the shit just was crazy. Just what I think made it classic was so many different elements that he put into it, but his passion throughout the entire album. A lot of people, they don't really catch some of the stuff that he was saying. They'll just get caught into the, maybe the energy or whatever, whatever. But the shit he was, dude, hold up. He came <laughs> on and said, this killed me. Right. I ain't a killer, but don't push me. Right. Revenge is like the sweetest joy next to getting pussy. Right. Excuse me, ladies. <laughs> Picture paragraphs unloaded, wise words being quoted. The weakness in this rap game is so it. That shit is now. Right. Peep the weakness in this rap game, man. Right, right. He telling you, like, when you think about it, that's how you feel. Like, I ain't a killer. But don't push me. Right, right. Okay. So, that, me and my girlfriend. Right. He's talking about a gun. So that was a. Uh, He's talking about guns. It's me and my girlfriend. Right, right. <laughs> he romanticized a handgun. Mm -hmm. Who does that? Right. I love finger fucking you. What? Right. Man, fuck a beast, man. Right. Yeah. So Machiavelli, obviously, with. Uh, all Eyes on Me and then uh, Me Against the World, those three albums right in a row. Right. He really had a lot of, uh, as he had throughout his career up to that point, he had a lot of uh, introspective material. Right. But he also was known a lot more at that era when Machiavelli was coming out because of Death Row and all this stuff for being so wild and right. out of control and everything. So why do you think that with me and my girlfriend, with Hail Mary, that people kind of got away from the artistry that Tupac had and like kind of the storytelling or the cleverness he had with the, the way he wove in the meta similes and metaphors. Why do you think they got away from that with Machiavelli? I think it was shock, man. It was so many elements. The dude died, B. Right. So it's like motherfuckers were scared to listen to that fucking album. Like, what the fuck is going on? Right. No way! 
You know, yeah. but the artistry was insane. You know what I'm saying? When you go into like, whoa, then I start seeing everybody trying to be Pac after that. Absolutely. To the point where motherfuckers that we knew him, that's our brother. To the point where it was people that he didn't even fuck with and made it known they sampling this shit. Well. <laughs> Get eaten. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't have been about that if he was walking around. Right, right. You know, but I'm saying this is like. Well, even on that album, look, he dissed a lot of people that sampled him. They all sampled him. Here's the kicker. Name. Here's My the name. kicker. Here's the kicker, right? You know. Right. Look, man. But, but, but. My brother, I love him. Now, look, here's the kicker, though. Because you made me think about something. To me, you made me sum this shit up. To me, Machiavelli was to Tupac, like Into the Dragon was to Bruce Lee. Okay. You understand oh, what I'm talking about? Oh, that's the, Facts. That's yeah, but uh, speak on it for the people that aren't familiar okay, with the Okay, let movie. me explain yeah, something to you. Yeah, that yeah. was crazy right there. When you take all eyes on me, you take against uh, me against the world, uh-huh. it's an evolution happening. Just right. like from fucking Fist of Fury, the okay. Chinese connection. Right. Right. I got you. By the time that Into the Dragon, Bruce was on some other shit. Right. He didn't even look the same. He was cut up so crazy. You know, he Bruce was always a bad motherfucker, but you could look at him and say, he's on another level. Right. Watch all his movies. It was always that dude. I watched him from Kato, motherfucker. I, I collect that kind of shit. <laughs> Into the Dragon, that motherfucker's an extraterrestrial. You like, look at Bruce go. Right? Same with Pac. He was in his zone. Whatever was driving him, whatever, whatever, whatever. We know the variations. We know different Tupacs than the average person. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? It ain't it ain't like we ain't jump on a Tupac wagon after he passed away. We was with him. Yeah. Working on one nation among others. Come on. Among other things. So so that thing, you know, it it hits you differently. You know what I'm saying? But that's the best way I can make that equation. Because when I got into this, I said, my dude is on one on this one here. He's really on one. And, and then, he knew what his destiny was. To live and die in LA. But, Come on, man. But with that record, um, the thing that I thought was interesting about it too is him, you know, born in New York, growing up in Baltimore, living in uh, Northern California, and then coming to LA. So for you guys, at that point, you guys had traveled so much and toured and, and living here and different things. Yeah. So what to you was special about to live and die in LA is artistically? <laughs> Yo, he talked about a perspective that nobody else ever talked about, about LA. Uh, he, he gave you a, go ahead. That's Pop. Right on time. Thank you. All right, Pop. Now look here, here's what I'm saying. When he said to live and die in LA, man, it was like he totally embraced LA. And he gave everybody that never been there another way of looking at LA. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm talking about? And he was he was showing quote unquote black and brown unity on that. Right. You understand what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like saying, nah, we all rock. Yeah. Even though he was trying to make that a reality. It's just like when he said, one We day. ain't ready to have a black president. Right. Remember? Yeah. All right. But then we had one. Yeah. Yeah. So he talked about 
where he wanted the black-brown relationship to be back in 96. In certain places, I've been out here now, I live here. So I've been here for the last 12 years. So I see a lot of different changes of California, even from the California I knew way back. It's different. But I'm just like Obama was like, there's just some other shit. It's a fact. Just like Obama was, I see his shit playing out. From his song, like he's talking about that unity to live and die in LA, but I see everybody trying to come together. Cause I'm here and I'm seeing it. I'm like, wow, this is crazy, dude. So, you know, that, that record, man, it's just like listening to any other, cause I've had a chance to be out here and I listen to everybody, I listen to all types of music and shit. But I, every once in a while, I throw my motherfucking headphones on and I turn on some Dre out here and smoke some shit. Right. I'll be like, oh, that's what made him do it. Yeah. <laughs> the atmosphere. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, I understand why this mother. It's like the music fits with the atmosphere. Yeah. I love y'all. Baby. <laughs> but then uh, Toss It Up is very incongruous on yeah. the record, which I always thought when I was first listening to it and that song would come on, it just seemed so out of place. Mm -hmm. So for you guys, like, what did you think when you were hearing that that record on there? I loved it because it was with Jodeci. Mm -hmm. That's our boys. That's all family. So it's like when, <laughs> it's like when, uh, I like a Pac new guru. Right. I'll give you a case in point. So when he heard Dwink, I know Pac went ham. Right. I know he went crazy. I never saw him react to Dwick, but I know that bugged him out because he know us. He know Guru. Then he's like, my dudes! Like he could, he would know what it took for that to come out. He was like, oh, they own one. You know what I'm saying? So it's well, like- Well, he used to step in the arena beat for I Get Around or a sample, same thing. You feel what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's the energy. And, and listen, I remember the first time he did Keep Your Head Up. Right. He played it for me. He was out here. I was like, oh shit. Like that, dude. Mm -hmm. still, man. I had to go with the background singers, man. You know, the way y'all be singing on that joint. I said, I love that shit. So I gotta get some background. I was like, well, he said, that's why he said, that's why I played it for you. I'm glad you liked it. I was like, that shit is fun. That head up is fire. Mm -hmm. But the inspiration and it's knowing that it's not biting. You know, look, man, we didn't fucking create the wheel. Right. We rode on it though, <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Right. So, so it's not when it's creative, everybody respects it, and that, and that's like a hidden code amongst artists. Real artists, real how they say, real recognize real. Right. So, if we real with it, and other people know integrity, they know character, so they be like, I don't mind you using my shit because you ain't using my shit, you enhancing my shit. Right. That's like Prince, peace and blessings be upon him. Right. He gave us clearance. <laughs> Back then, he wasn't fucking with nobody. No. Starfish and coffee. Yeah. Sky's the limit. I want to be your lover. He gave it up. Right. Very rare. I said, I love this dude, <laughs> B. We sat down, man. Oh, making sky's the limit. And we did it from the essence. We channeled. We, we fucking with Prince on vibration, man. We knew what to, you know, we just did us. Plus, we love the song. But from the label perspective, they're like, I don't know if you're going to get that shit clear, but we're going to try. You know what I'm saying? But then <laughs> to hear, friends love that shit. Uh, motherfucking, uh, what's my man? Uh, Russell, motherfucker said that shit to me. Hey, yo, 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 nigga. <laughs> Prince love that shit. I was like, huh? He said, yeah, I played this shit for him, yeah. 
<laughs> we cleared the shit. Yeah, y'all good. I was like, what? Wish I could have been there. You know what I mean? Purple Highness with his purple shit on. Yes, Listening yes. to that joint. So as far as uh, Machiavelli, Tupac, Don Cluminati, what makes it a best album? Like, look, what is the legacy that makes it a best album looking at it today? Oh man, I just think it was a classic. Just to, to me personally, I just think that it was the way that everything went. You know what I'm saying? Even into that untimely situation. You know, it's, it's just, it would be something similar, though different. It's the same type of thing with motherfucking, um, so many artists, like, like, uh, what's our girl name? Amy like Amy, yeah. Like Biggie, they last work, they left the world with something that they could just hold on to, man. And it's some of their best work. So that in and of itself make you go, wow, that's above his shit right there. You know? So I think that's just, you know. Plus I just was thinking about my dude today, man. I felt like he was up in here with a bottle of Henny. Well, there it is, y'all. Best albums, nice and smooth. Yes. Machiavelli, Don Cluminati. Yeah. Soren Baker, Unique Access. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to Unique Access with Soren Baker. I appreciate your guys' support. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and however you guys checked out this episode of Unique Access with Soren Baker. Also, if you haven't already, please pick up the copies of my two most recent books, The History of Gangster Rap and The Gucci Man Guide to Greatness with Gucci Man. You can find both of those books on Amazon, at Barnes & Noble, at the independent bookstore near you. And of course, you could also check them out at your library. And if any of those places don't have them, please request them. And most importantly, thank you so much for listening to Unique Access with Soren Baker, however you listen to us. And please subscribe so we get into your feed. Hit us with that like and hit us with the five stars, 10 stars, 100 stars, whatever's the highest they got on this platform. But we appreciate your guys' support and look forward to you checking us out on the next episode. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.